Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Eagle Community Church of Christ podcast. This week, we're in chapter two of the story. Here we talk about uh, from Abraham on through Isaac and Jacob and really cover a lot of ground. But that's what the story does. It kind of gets us in there and and gets the story moving. So really, the focus of this week is talking about the faith of Abraham. In Scripture, we see how just his belief and trust in God leads him to do some very courageous things and impacts his family and his family's family on down the line all the way to us. So we're talking about how faith impacts us. Faith takes courage. Faith takes us stepping out and trusting God. And uh, this is one of those uh, look in the mirror. How is God asking you to step out right now? Thanks for joining us. We hope to see you soon. Uh, but here it's only the 1500s. So 4,000 years back in history is right here. And what kind of amazed me is anyone can walk up and touch it. Now, they will yell at you, and they should. Uh, but I had a buddy who kept getting over there way too close, like he wanted, he just couldn't help himself. He was drawn to it, like, get back. Uh, but what a piece of history that we see here. And as we think about, really, the, the story of Abraham, there's one scripture that always stands out because it's, it's repeated uh, and kind of the focus story of uh, Abraham's uh, life, and that is, if it would change. Donald, I'm going to ask for some help there. Can you get that scripture up there? I don't know if my batteries went out all of a sudden. Yes, Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Isn't that amazing? Thank you. I don't know if that was the problem or not. That works now. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. It works now. I just need to hold these batteries. Maybe it's something that, maybe it's something like that. So everything that we have read this week starts with a man who has some faith that he believed what God was telling him was true. And that was seen as righteousness. Now, what the scripture does not say here is that Abraham heard what God said and understood completely how all of it was going to work out. Did he? It doesn't say that, that, that Abraham asked God a bunch more questions and the timing and the when, and we wrote it down and we all agreed to it and signed off on it, had a notary there went down to the bank, but he believed what God was saying, and he trusted him. He put his full faith, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I believe you, God. Now, I love this story. I love the way the story puts these together, and of course, it doesn't cover everything, uh, but, but I'm also, anybody in here like a, a podcast listener or a Netflix, like binge a series listener? Like, I love stories. I'm, I have become a, kind of a true crime junkie. I don't know if you can use that word. But yeah, a junkie, okay. I just got a mental image of, you know, an actual junkie. Never mind. Uh, I like true crime. But my favorite type of true crime is one, or my favorite type of Netflix show or podcast is one that is already over. 
I don't like week to week. It's something for me to explain to my kids. Oh, by the way, if you like to show in my days, which Evan calls the olden days, you had to be at the place at the time to watch the show, and that was it, right? But I like listening to one that's already over. I can go from uh, week to week, from episode to episode, and I was listening to one yesterday that the, the update I was listening to was over a year and a half after the last episode before it. And the host is apologizing for the delay. And I'm like, no problem, man. It was like a couple seconds for me. <laughs> I love that. I love the, the updates, uh, the uh, unsolved mysteries. Remember that? My favorite ones of those was you get to the end of it, update. Yeah. And so I think about things like this. That's kind of how my mind works now. Because when we, we see someone who's really a, a, this larger-than-life personality in the Bible, someone who carries a lot of weight like Abraham, someone that even in Jesus' time, people were still claiming and boasting, I am a son of Abraham. But what we see in Abraham's life was not the day-to-day it was the highlights. We get to skip ahead in the story at times, don't we? After God visits Abraham the first time, and then they agree, hey, this is, something's going to happen here. Well, years go by. And Abraham wonders, and Sarah wonders, how is this going to play out? And we know the story, and there's no sense in rehashing everything here today. But I can't help but think about our own lives right here in the same story. Because we read about Abraham, we read about all the great things God has done, and we look on around at our own lives, like, why, why hasn't God done something big and miraculous in my life? And what I want to point out to you is that in Abraham's <laughs> life, that was not normal. In Abraham's life, Abraham lived day after day, trying to figure out, all right, God, what are you doing right now? And how many of us are living that right now, right? Even our church, as we've prayed for this building to sell and God direct us in the way we should go right here in Mott Bellevue, we pray that, but we have no idea how God's going to work it out. Now, I shared the story. If you weren't here last week, I'll share it one more time. But uh, Mickey was talking to the pastor of the other church who bought ours, and he said the way that came about was he was preaching one day, and this lady walks up to him and says, I think God is telling me to buy you guys a church. And okay, so if you find a church for sale, I'll pay for it. And after I mentioned that last week, somebody came up to me and said, uh, you know, I I kind of thought about that in the moment as, well, why is God blessing them? Why is he hearing their prayer type of thing? And that's easy for us to do. But what I said last week, and I think we need to remind ourselves of, how many of you were praying for our building to sell? Yes, they received a blessing with the building they got from this lady. But God was also blessing you and me and all of us. But God heard our prayer. And if you need a moment in time to point to or a thing to point to to say, I think God is still here working, why don't you point to that? 
let's not overlook the ways that God does show up because we, we, I think so often what we do is we seek the grand and the glorious and the, the thing that just makes us stop and, oh my goodness, uh, a 95, 99-year-old woman had a baby. What's that about? I hope you caught that this week, said she was as good as dead. Uh, not saying that about anybody, anybody at all. Isn't that depressing? This lady was good as dead. I mean, come on. But we, we seek and, and we, we admire and we, we want that big glorious thing in our life but then we see, if we're really honest with ourselves, and we look at the text, Abraham lived a very long time. And not every day was walking with God. Not every day was God standing outside his tent. Not every day was he able to sit and laugh about things. He's like, man, I don't know how this is going to work out. And for us, that's our story. Each and every day going through life, trying to figure out both the lower story of what's going on right now and what God is doing up in this grand narrative above us. How does this vision play out? And what that takes is what Abraham had to believe, to put our trust in God. God, I don't know how you're going to make this work. I don't know how this building's going to sell. I don't know how we're going to build our building or when or anything like that, but I've got trust in you. And that's what faith is. It is walking day by day, walking through the mundane, maybe even the non-interesting at times, the parts that maybe we'd like to fast forward through. My boys are already to the point where they want to be the next age. I can't wait until I get. And we've talked over and over about that from, from this pulpit trying to tell them, hey, you need to slow that down because there'll be a point where you get about 18, 19, you go, oh, can I go back? Some of you, and I know uh, as, as kind of the year rolls around towards towards May, if we've got seniors graduating, all of a sudden you see your parents tearing up and you're going, why are you upset about this? Because they know what's coming. It's a weird feeling to be with your friends and be in a certain place and belong there for a long period of time and all of a sudden, one day comes and you're not allowed to be there anymore. It doesn't matter how much money you have, you can't go back and live these things. You ever, you ever kind of played the, the mental game with yourself, if I could go back, would I? I would go back and play baseball again. I'd love to. But like everything else, you can have that. <laughs> Some of you are still living in high school. I don't know. It's like, man, I was... If it wasn't for my knee, I'd have gone pro, right? Now, everybody in here. <laughs> but for most of us, that's life. We continue day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, just walking forward, trying to trust in God. And what I like about the, the scriptures in general is that scripture is not shy about telling you when someone messes up. Scripture is not shy. Uh, you think about the New Testament, you think about Paul saying, I'm the chiefest sinner here. And when it shows someone like Abraham or David, what Scripture shows is exactly how human they were. That there are times that they just messed up. 
as Abraham and Sarah tried to work out in their minds, how is God going to make out of us a great nation? Well, maybe what God meant was we should get Hagar involved, right? And it's interesting that God even blessed that. He's like, well, I'll make him a nation, but this is not how this is going to go. But you see in Abraham's mind how he's just working this out like I do all the time. Anybody else with me? Like, how, God, just tell me how this is going to go. And I shared in class this morning, I think a lot of times uh, the reason we don't step out on faith is because we lose that, that sense of control. That sense of control that I feel like I have, it's really a mirage. But when I sit in my house and I've got my family together, I feel like I am in control. What faith calls us to do is sometimes to step outside the comfort zone and outside of that control. It is no simple thing that Abraham was asked by God to go into a country where he didn't know anyone. How many of you have done that? Like, I'm going to move. I don't know a soul. That's a tough thing. I shared a story, and it, I don't... It's, it's, it's about me. I'm not meaning to say this as a brag or anything, but the closest I have ever come to something like this was we were living in Texarkana, going to a church of about 500, and uh, we had a fantastic young families group. Uh, when we put in deacons at one point, it was a bunch of us that had just been working in ministry. We loved each other and cared for each other. But over time, I knew because of the way I got involved that God was moving me toward ministry. Now, I don't mind saying that scared the pants off of Katie. <laughs> because when she married me, she married an IT guy. We we're going to settle down in my hometown, small town, which was amazing that I could even get a job there uh, in IT, a town of 1,200. But I worked for a company out of uh, Little Rock, the capital of Arkansas, and uh, just had a a position open there or to go in, uh, among banks. And so even when I thought, man, this is moving towards ministry, I brought it up and Katie wasn't ready. I thought, well, there's no way I'm doing it without her. <laughs> and so it took some time. Just like in Scripture, we get the highlights, but it took time. And at some point we realized, okay, this needs to happen. And I'll tell you, that's one of the hardest things I have ever done is to move away from all of those friends and, and family and people that we just absolutely love. But as I shared in class, I would not trade it for the world. For one, I wouldn't know any of you guys. And every time, even as we moved here, every time we have moved, or even if I had given advice to people who are moving and they're scared to death, I've said, listen, God has been faithful every time I've done it. That when I step out on faith, as little faith as I have and as much fear as I can feel in myself, God is there and he has blessed me. No, nobody steps into the place of your old friends, but God keeps adding to the family. And what a wonderful thing that is. Faith takes courage. Do you know that? I think in every church, probably every place, we need to know faith takes courage because if we knew that, we wouldn't have to ask for teachers all the time. We wouldn't have to, to ask for people to step into roles uh, so much and be even beg people to come on. 
Because for us, we are so uh, minded in ourselves. I'm not worthy. I don't have enough knowledge. I can't do it. This won't work. God is saying, well, you don't worry about that. I'll handle it. One thing uh, we may try to do here in this church, and uh, I'm just going to throw that out there this morning, is um, what I have done in the past in our, our previous church in Mineral Springs is what I did was ask some guys to preach during the summer. I even asked a guy who said, I may pass out, and he was dead serious. <laughs> but I want to tell you that that same guy now preaches for one of my hometown churches. He will come and fill in and loves it. Not because of him, because of what God can do through someone who says yes. And that's the story. Abraham was not special in some way that he was some spiritual giant that everyone had to reckon with. He was a man who listened to God and said yes. None of Abraham's story or Isaac's or Jacob's or anybody who came after, uh, was it something special that they did, that they had? Even in the lineage of Jesus, as you read, all the people and all the problems. I love that as you read the lineage of Jesus, the family tree of Jesus, what you'll see is even a prostitute. But what God can do with the faith of a prostitute who says, you know what, I have heard about this God. What can he do for you? What is God asking you to do this morning to step out on faith? Because God can use our faith in so many ways, whether it's stepping outside our comfort zone to talk to someone. Maybe it's to teach a Bible class. Maybe it's a thing where I don't want to give up my money or my time. What is it that you need to do this morning to step out in faith? Abraham did not have it all figured out, and because he just believed the Lord and trusted in him, it was credited as what? Righteousness. And so this is a question as we go through this right now and on through the rest of the story. Where is your faith? What is your faith in? Because we all have faith in something, and oftentimes the faith is not in God, but it is in my control and what I feel like I can manage. But we need to push back against that, don't we? Uh, the... Boys did an excellent job saying prayers this morning. I appreciate you. And uh, Ethan, as you, you talked about, just uh, being in a blessed nation. But we've been given so much. And that is a blessing for sure, is it not? But it is also something that we know through Scripture is a big old stumbling block. It is a stumbling block that leads us to only trust in what we can accumulate, what we can have, the power we get from those things. And God is saying, won't you just trust in me and see how this goes? Because of the faith of someone, we sit here together today, still talking about Abraham, still talking about Isaac and Jacob and all of the characters that we read about. Faith is not easy. Faith takes courage and faith sometimes hurts. Can you imagine 
as, as Abraham and Isaac's scenario plays out, and Isaac, can't you imagine him asking a few days later? If he was sitting here today, he'd, he'd if he were my boys, he'd say, bruh. <laughs> what was that all about with the knife and everything? It's interesting that Isaac doesn't have a, a larger part in the whole narrative of Scripture. Maybe the faith of his father might have wounded him. His faith is not something you just walk out and nobody else is affected by. That you just walk out here and I'm just going to go on about myself. Because your faith affects, doesn't it? Affects your family. It affects your friends. And the fear of losing those can hinder us greatly. So this morning, I'm going to ask you to step out on faith. If you have not begun a walk with Jesus, why not? You can begin to walk with him right now. I think the, the biggest thing I fight back against is the thought that people have that I will do this. I will follow Jesus once I have it all figured out. <laughs> and you heard those laughs, why? <laughs> it's not going to happen. I want you to uh, look around just a second. How many of you know that you will not have it figured out before baptism? Raise your hand. Like, I don't know how it's going to go. I also want you to raise your hand if you have sinned since baptism. Not me. No, that's y'all. That's <laughs> y'all. Life is a journey, is it not? Some days you receive the visit from God and you receive this blessing that you can't explain and, and, and God makes this 90-something-year-old woman pregnant with a child and we can all say, that's God. And a lot of days you're walking around going, where's God? God wants to walk with you. Even in those days that it doesn't seem like he's close and I don't know what he's going, what he's got going on or how it's going to work out, but God wants to be with you. And that is the story that we're reading right now. The story, your story, my story, but most importantly, it's God's story. So I'd just like to invite you to join that this morning. If you'd like to put on Christ in baptism, we'd love to do that. If you just need the prayers of the church, we'd love to pray with you. We are a praying church, and I love, uh, I love when people just come and ask for anything. But you don't have to do that. If you've got someone you trust, just talk to them. Don't leave here thinking, ah, once I get it figured out, mm -mm, it's not going to happen. I promise you, it's not going to happen. You ever reach a day where you think, I've got it all figured out? You've reached a day of delusion is what you've reached. <laughs> we just want to extend an invitation right now. Uh, would you come as we stand inside?